0: Because someone has to say it. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there. Welcome to the Inez Says podcast here in the WDBO app. You can find it there in the app, WDBO.com, Spotify, most anywhere you get your podcast. I appreciate you being here today. hope you had a great weekend. So as I'm watching Sunday Night Football last night, I get this. I get this message over my phone, and that is Major League Baseball's Cleveland Indians are changing their name. The news leaked last night. The Indians say they will have a formal announcement this week. The New York Times first reported it. So what do I think of the news? Well, you asked for it, you got it. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's, It's totally ridiculous, and it's more than political correctness and wokeness run amok in this country. It's time for people like you and me to start speaking up because it's ransacking our nation. After 105 105 years of calling its big league team, the Indians, the Cleveland baseball club will announce, according to the New York times, that the club is moving away from the name considered quote racist. The Indians have been internally discussing a potential name change for months now, The New York Times said the team could make a formal announcement later this week. It's not known when the name change will take effect or if the team has settled on a new nickname. But for years, Native American groups and others have protested against Cleveland's use of the name Indians, as well as other imagery used by Cleveland's franchise founded back in 1901. Last year, the team removed the Chief Wahoo logo from its caps and jerseys, but that mascot has remained popular and merchandise is still sold bearing its image. Now, Cleveland's move away from the Indians follows a similar decision earlier this year by the NFL's quote-unquote Washington football team, previously known as the Redskins. Now, listen, this may surprise some of you, but I've said for years, like, I didn't have a problem with the Washington football team changing its name from the Redskins. And I get it. Poll after poll there in the Washington area suggested the majority supported the name Redskins. Look, I understand how the term Redskins is offensive. I mean, we're talking about the color of people's skin here. And as much as I love traditions, to me, this was not a tradition that we wanted to uphold. To me, Redskins is racist. Now, look, I get it. In our country today, it seems like everybody is looking to be offended right? Everybody's looking to be offended. Everybody's looking to be a victim today. Everybody's looking to be oppressed today, but you're talking about the color of a a group of people's skin here, the red skin. So honestly, I didn't have a problem with the Washington football team changing its name from the Redskins. The only problem I had with that move, quite frankly, is the Washington football franchise not being ready with another team name. Once they made that decision, If you're going to make a monumental change like that and change the course of history, change tradition, be ready with another name, right? And instead, I think the Redskins kind of got swept up in the zaniness, which has been 2020, post-George Floyd, Black Lives Matter protests, the whole thing, the height of the cancel culture and the like. But I'll admit to you, I didn't have a problem with the Redskins changing their name. But the Cleveland Indians, how is that offensive to people? The Indians? Like, somebody please tell me how the name Indians is offensive. Well, let's go back to some history here. Cleveland's Major League Club founded 1901 as one of the American League's eight charter franchises. And at that time, they played under names like the Bluebirds, the Broncos, the Naps, prior to 1915, when the Indians' name was adopted. Now, according to the media guy, the Indians' media guy in 2020, in 1915, the owner of the team, Charles W. Summers, invited the Cleveland baseball writers to help in the selection of a new club name. The writers solicited their readers for suggestions. And through this process, the name Cleveland Indians was born. Now, in 2018, the ball club moved away from using that 50-year-old Chief Wahoo logo which was viewed widely as an image that was racially insensitive to American Indians. And that shift was attributed by many to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, who basically ransomed the 2019 All-Star Game in Cleveland when the club was in the spotlight during the 16 World Series. But Manfred insisted there was no quid pro quo in regards to Wahoo's demise. That's exactly what Rob Manfred did. Now, look, the Chief Wahoo thing, and this may surprise some of you, too. Have you seen this symbol? It was erased again from Indians history two years ago, and I think should have been. I think it should have been. I think it was just very, very stereotypical, almost an early Hollywood depiction of the American Indian. And it was, quite frankly, it was laughable. So I get that. You want to dump Chief Wahoo? Fine. You want to come up with a better depiction of an American Indian? Fine. And instead, the Cleveland Indians basically now are throwing the baby out with the bathwater. They're getting rid of the Indians name totally. Now, three other major league teams who use Native American names, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, the NHL Chicago Blackhawks, they say they have no plans to change their branding. The Blackhawks say they have no intention of changing their name as it honors an historical figure, Blackhawk, who was a prominent figure in Illinois state history. As you probably know, dozens upon dozens of college and high school teams are named after Native American tribes in their local areas. But in 2005, the NCAA looked into the use of Native American names and some teams stopped using those names that were deemed offensive. But others who received approval from local tribes continued to do so. And perhaps the most famous example, at least here in the state of Florida, is the Florida State Seminoles. The Seminole Tribe's council has approved the use of the name as well as other traditions involved with FSU sports teams. So, FSU does it the right way. The Seminole Tribe collaborates with the university, with the athletic department there in Tallahassee. There is a very close relationship between the two. Matter of fact, the Seminole Tribe approved the regalia used by Chief Osceola, the student who plants the. The, the spear, the flaming spear at midfield. And they often consult with FSU on a number of issues like they did when FSU basically redesigned their football uniforms in 2014. So FSU does it the right way. And to me, there's no reason why the other teams, major league teams, FSU, other teams named after the American Indian should cave into political correctness pressure. And I do believe that the Cleveland Indians made the wrong decision. You tell me, what's so bad about naming a sports team after the American Indian? Please, somebody tell me. Some of you will say, well, the act of naming a sports team actually trivializes the American Indian. It's racially insensitive in nature. I say bah humbug to that. And, and to me, when you're talking about sports here, when you're talking about the American sports culture, do you know how ingrained that is into our American society? It is a huge part of our culture. Like it or not, it is, and it's here to stay. And this is a very visible and extremely important part of our culture. The sports culture in our society today is a very noble culture. And it's a culture that is represented by this, you know, this, this competitive warrior like mentality, if you will never give up hard work, belief in yourself, confidence, overcoming obstacles, That's what sports is all about. That's what the sports mentality is all about. And what better a way to honor a group in America today, and I think once again amidst our wokeness in this country, we're missing the point here. I do believe that decisions like the Cleveland Indians becoming no more have to do with a much more broad topic here, and that is American multiculturalism. All right, now I won't geek out on you about this stuff. Maybe we'll do a future podcast on it, only to say this. Here we are in 2020, we are reaping what we've sown. And let me say this about multiculturalism. University professors in the media will tell you it's it's all about unity, right? That's the big lie here. That's the big lie. It's not. It's about separation. Look at our nation today. Look at how separated we are today. Look at us because of all the crap that's been taught to our kids We no longer celebrate what unites us. Instead, it's all about the D word being taught to our kids. And that is diversity. Diversity has been the one constant for years in this country from the boardrooms of our largest companies right down to Main Street in our towns, our cities, our high schools, our universities. It's all about the D word. Diversity. We've taught multiple generations in this country that diversity is what we should strive for. But in the end, as we're finding out now, it's a bridge to nowhere, folks. It's a bridge to nowhere. This ideal, if you will, is not healthy. It's not healthy at all because diversity puts an insidious focus on our differences, focus on our differences instead of our similarities. And this topsy-turvy vision of our society, which has taken a strong grip on our culture, what the whole diversity mirage has done is it's divided us in an era that has very little use for tradition, even less for American patriotism. Diversity is now our patriotism. Diversity is the great buzzword of our time in America, but it's the great lie of our time. And what it's doing is it's continuing to divide us as a nation. You don't believe me? Look at our streets today. Look at our culture today. Look at the election of over a month ago. And we'll talk more about wokeness and the American PC culture and how it's ruining our nation in future pods. But look, I know what I'm going to get today. I'm going to get a number of people, especially those in the media, virtue signaling, right? They're going to applaud the decision. They're going to knock people like me, and they're going to applaud the decision by Cleveland's big league baseball team to change their name from the Indians. Baloney is just another and a long line of decisions in our country that is totally unnecessary. But right now, I feel like I'm just spitting in the wind. We'll talk more about wokeness in future podcasts, I guarantee you. Meantime, I hope you have a great day today. Appreciate you being here on the Inez Says Pod, and I will see you next time.